What's going on, guys? My name is Michael Chernow. I'm a restaurateur and entrepreneur. You're about to listen to my episode of the Gary V Audio Experience. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, episode 317 of the Ask Gary V Show. And Dustin wants him to put the... Good dust, way to interrupt the show, bro. <laughs> but, but, but I love it. It's great to have Michael here. I'm gonna let him introduce himself in a second. Uh, but for everybody who's watching on Instagram, you need to go to Facebook and YouTube if you wanna ask a question. For everybody on Facebook and YouTube, the way you ask a question is uh, putting in your phone number in the comments section with some thematics of what you're kind of gonna go with the question. And to, to establish the thematics, Michael, why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and, uh, and then I'll jump in, ask some questions, and we'll jam and try to bring some value. Sweet. Uh, my name is Michael Chernow. Um, I am a restaurant entrepreneur. Uh, been at it for a long time. Born and raised in Manhattan, New York City. Born and raised? Born and raised. Where'd you live? 87th and 1st as a kid. Love it. And then uh, bounced. Right by a baseball card store up there. Alex Alex's is base. MVP. Let's go, My baby. Dog. Let's go. Yes. You bought Isn't cards there? Fuck yeah. I Love cards it. Cards there. There's very few people that know about Alex's MVP. I'm, I'm sneaky. That's so fucking cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I grew up, I grew up, up there, um, you know, growing up in, in New York, in, this, in Manhattan, sort of like. How old are you? 38. Okay, keep going. Just wanted to get the context of what timing. <clears throat> um, you know, growing up in the, really growing up in the 90s, right? I, yeah. I was born in 80, but but like yeah, I was yeah. coming to my, I was coming into my own in the 90s. You were 10 in 1990. I was 10, but I was still, I was, dude, I was, you know, I was in it. New York, man. You get exposed much younger. Quick. You get exposed much younger, you know? And, uh. How young were you when you walked the street of New York by your full self? Like to school or something? Like truly by, truly by yourself of length that is actually like, like, I remember when I walked to school in sixth grade and it was like my, like it was far. I was like, okay. I was like now I'm grown. <laughs> so I, I my, my parents, you know, I, I love my fucking parents. Yeah, of but, course. You know, I had some. By the way, I love my fucking parents, but yeah. might be right. one of the great yeah. t-shirts. Can we make that t-shirt actually? <laughs> Yo team, can you, somebody, you got I this Johnny? Parents, I want to make a t-shirt. I love my fucking parent. I love my fucking parents and then I want the butt to be big. I better I, get a fucking quote on that shit. You might get a little something. <laughs> Go ahead. You love your um, fucking parents, but you know, but. so I so my my element. I went to PS one fifty eight elementary school on seventy sixth Street in York Ave. Big public school, and I was on the bus from eighty sixth Street to seventy ninth <laughs> Street when I was like straight up in third fourth grade. Yep. My sister and I. Yep. And so I was going to school pretty young, and then I probably started stepping on the train when I was like fifth sixth grade. And I was, and, and I remember very clearly, specifically around this time, July 4th, going down to Canal Street as like a young buck kid, 12 years old, to get fireworks. And like walking down like back alleys, you know, the Chinese guys get you on the street <laughs> and then they walk you into the back alley to the Italian guys. And that's where like the fucking blockbusters are, you know, like the dynamite is. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being, you know, it's just ill. Like as a kid, you just grow up in the city. Quick. You know? Quick. Quick. You're like you're like you're like equal twelve year old cousins are in Jersey at, or like Long Island or Connecticut, with, and they're you know. like fucking just stepping on a skateboard yeah, for the exactly. first time with like a helmet on, and, and they all <laughs> they all were in in Long Island yep. actually. So, but anyway, so so 
I got my first, you know, I mean, I like I I I fucking take in your content. I fucking love your content. Thank um, you, man. And um, and I and I you know I love it because it's fucking real and it speaks to me. And um, I've like came out of the womb sort of with this hustler mentality. Like yeah. I was selling my fucking toys like yep. as early as I can remember. Um, and Were you a good student? No. Terrible? I wasn't terrible. I was probably like a. 75 to 80 student okay. yep. you know what I mean yep. I was like a, I Pretty was good. like a like a B so it came easy to you it came easy because you didn't I you didn't, know, I, didn't, I, didn't, I hated it, fucking homework I was not a study guy and you know I went to college for six months and fucking just I thought this was a biggest biggest waste of time honestly and, that, and that's not for everybody yeah, by the way it was but for like you. for me yeah. it was like I went here you went because first of all your age group there weren't that many viable alternatives back then second of all for your parents? Well, I'll, I'll, no. I'll, let me let me preface Please, this a little bit. Ahead. So so I grew up, my household was pretty, I, I, it wasn't the best upbringing, right? I had a tough relationship with my father, even though I'm, I, I love him um, and he's gone now, but you know, I had a tough, tough relationship, it was tough. And- uh, They were together? They were together and- um, But he know, made it tough. He made it tough. And it wasn't that he was strict, he was just a straight up asshole. Like that's the bottom line, right? He was a straight up asshole, but he taught me three incredible things that I'd love to mention at Please, some point. Please, mention them now. Okay, so the three things that my pops taught me um, were really important and could potentially be controversial right now. So like, and, and I never would have thought of this ever until somebody brought it up to me. But my father taught me that, you know, when I was probably three or four years old, we were walking into an elevator. I remember it like it was yesterday. Three or four, go ahead. Walking into an elevator, and my father grabbed me by the back of my neck, pulled me out, looked at me, put his hands on my shoulders, looked at me, and you said, you never, ever walk in front of a woman, ever. Yeah, I like it. And like that shit just stuck with me. Like, stu And it stuck with me to this very day. He scared the daylights out of me at that age. And so like I, you know, and, yeah. I, and I've passed it on to my sons, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's, and listen, it's, to your point, listen, the world evolves, you know, political correctness, properness, evolution, it's all great. But I think, look, we cast so much judgment on each other. What a lot of people, when they're over cynical, to, the, to your point, not thinking that that could be a bad thing. For, for the, you know, I have a friend who, uh, who also um, got mad at me around opening the door. Something went down and the conversation I had with her was like, look, I respect, Mazel tov. like I respect your opinion. I'm like, you also have to think about how that trickles down. Like you're worried about the semantic. What about the macro treating, like respect and things of that nature? Yeah. So, you know, to your point. So, okay. So, he so, so that was so that was one thing, and that and that shit and that shit and that shit has stuck with me to yep. this very day. My wife hates it. Like I'll be standing at like Bloomingdale's and For like an holding a fucking door. Dude, I do and the same shit. And by the way, Dude, you see me doing an elevator, right? Like sometimes it takes like an extra minute because I'm like, and you. But and that's you? just who it is. And it and and you honestly, know, I knew you, right? You noticed it. It's not. It's not just women for me. It's just like in general. Like it's just like I just fucking do that. And I do it um, for non-athletic dudes like John. You know, like. <laughs> Go ahead. I just want to um, harass him for no reason. Poor guy's just sitting there filming Instagram, just having a good day. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and uh, and and he he uh, he taught me uh, when I give a handshake to squeeze and and look Make in someone's hurt. eyes. Yep. He was an old school dude. Old school dude. Old school dude. Old school was dude. Was his pops tough on him? His pops was an animal. 
And my and, and his pops, my grandfather, is still alive, 97, kicking. Like. And was he awesome to you? Was it one of those clashes or animal to you too? Not animal in the, the way he was an animal to my dad. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that's what the cliche story is, right? Like tough as fuck on the dad, but like went through the process and played the grandson different. Yeah. Um, and then there's just animal to animal. There's all sorts of versions. I was just curious. Yeah, no, he, I mean, you know, he's done some ill shit to me. My grandfather that like, or like. Like unacceptable. Like just <laughs> fucking, you know, like took me in a room when I was, I was a bad kid. Like I turned, like I'll get, I, I was a bad, I was a bad kid. Hands, like stealing, like, like fighting, like all sorts of shit. I was just Way a worse. fuck. I was, <laughs> <laughs> like I, your reaction's you know all I need like, to like, like you see the movie, like I, I, I was just like, I, I, I was a bad kid. I moved out of my parents' house. Anyway, speeding up, I moved out to my parent out of my parents' house when I was fifteen, and I was sort of like on the street, you know, bouncing around, just getting after the drug dealing. Yes, just getting after yeah. the hustle. Whatever I was, took. I had I had a number of side hustles. So my first job was at thirteen, delivering fucking couch potato videos. Then I got a job <laughs> on rollerblades, by the way, which is fucking Epic. insane. Then I got a job at a restaurant. That crush with the ladies, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> especially in '93. No, but um, you know, uh. I got a job right down the street delivering food at a restaurant. And that's when I was like, wow, I could like, I, I love this environment. Like I loved, I love the noise. Food I love the, just like the action. Yeah. I need yeah. the action. And that's Bro, like. Do you know that I literally play music top loud speed in like, I, do you know how much noise I need at all times? You guys know, like sometimes when it's too quiet here, noise is the only thing I'm comfortable in. I'm gonna tell you something crazy. I'm having a problem because New York City's starting to feel slow. <laughs> and I'm like, if that's true, like I'm gonna end up in some weird yeah, town get... in Asia. Like, yeah, city. That's the only other place like, that yeah, I can like, think of. Yeah, being like, like I'm any like, I'm gonna have, I, I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to move to China. Yeah, you might have to move like, to like the like the center like crosswalk in Japan. Yeah. Um, you know, like that one that you see all <laughs> the time. I just kids have to there, live there, like, right? Like pitch it's hustling, like right hey, <laughs> pick a ball, pick a ball. Like people are like, what happened to Gary? Um but so so I, I got a job and that and that's when I knew that like I can get money. Like I can just get money and like and 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 I always kind of thought that way. I, I had a dog walking fucking business when I you know, before I got my first real job. Um and then one thing led to the next and I got hooked up with this nightclub situation where they were like handing out flyers. And back in the day there was no email, right? Yeah, so like was it. it was it was like promoting. handing out flyers yeah. promoting in front of the club. So I connected with all these promoters and then And that was a skill listen, sending out emails versus handing out flyers in real life to people, you're talking about two very different skill sets. <clears throat> well, they also <clears throat> thought it was really funny to have a 15-year-old kid on a skateboard outside of the nightclub. You, so at 15 I looked 9 what did you look like at 15? I looked really young too, but like, like I was probably. But like an 18 year old attitude? Well, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I was always the youngest and I was like good in the room. Like yeah. I just knew, I could sit in the room and I could sit with anybody really. And I don't know where and that what came about from. Between dealt with girls and guys. Did you like crush with both? Were you like better with at that point with guys and girls, better with girls than guys? Like that's always an interesting question to me. That's a, a semantic of that charisma that I'm always, isn't that an interesting question? Cause there's versions of, you know where I'm going with this, right? There's some people that do better than one with the other or the reverse. You know, it's really, it's, it is an interesting question. I actually never fucking thought of that question. You know what's funny about it? I've never asked it, but I've been thinking about it for the last year and I'm super pumped I just delivered it and I'm pumped with the way you responded to it and now I'm pumped to keep going down the rabbit hole of what does it actually mean. So anyway, answer it. At that point. So I, I will say this, probably 
you know, I, I, I was in high school young because my, my birthday is at the end of the year. And, When's uh, your birthday? October, October 21st. Mine's November 14th. Go ahead. Yeah, so like, so I, 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 I was, I October's was. tricky, right? Because the November people were older, actually. Oh yeah, maybe that's right because there was uh -huh. that cutoff. Uh -huh. So I was always the youngest in in uh, in in my class, and I remember so clearly in in fr my freshman year of high school, um, I was thirteen, and like really for the first time, some some chick took me aside and she was like, "You're hot." And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait yeah. a second. Like there's another, there's a whole nother another world. Alex's baseball cards are not necessarily as important to me. Grab bag Marvel cards. like <laughs> Not yo. as interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that like, that like lit you up mentally. That just like, it just made me realize that like, Wait, like things I got, were about to happen. Yeah, like yeah, I can. Totally like, there's like a, there's like, there's like a whole nother yep. like element yep. to life. <laughs> and uh, and you know, and like that, yeah. So anyway, um, so I had this 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 hustle with the with the the handing out flyers, and then I linked up with the with the promoters, and they all needed all their envelopes stuffed, and there was like ten of them, and I I started like sort of hanging out inside this club, stuffing these envelopes, and then I got all my friends to stuff the envelopes. And so now I had this like ring of like envelope stuffing, promoting like things going on, and and then I and then I started working in the club. And um, we might have to also start an envelope stuffing mafia T-shirt. <laughs> like I just want to make a bunch of T-shirts from this episode. Keep going. Um, but you know, it taught me a lot, and I, you know, and, and for whatever reason, like I just always had these weird little side hustles. But all through high school, and. I don't know how I fucking did it, but I didn't live at home. I, I like lived on, on in, in other people's houses. But I stayed in high school and I graduated high school. Right, so which high is crazy. school friends' parents took you in, in theory, for periods of time? No, because remember, I was always the youngest. So, so I hung happened? out with older kids that like had apartments or had NYU dorms. You know Got what I mean? Like, it. But first place I moved when so I... So the way cooler version of where I was going with it. Like it's one thing to like be like the second son in a house and it's like a nice family. It's way different to be staying in college dorms well, or people that are 18 with their own apartment. When I when I moved out of my parents' you, house... That, that's when you grow up fucking fast. It was fast. I like, moved out and I moved right into Alumni Hall, NYU dorm on 9th <laughs> and 3rd. Literally 15, I, I knew this girl who I used to party, like, you know, and I was just like, yo, I'm moving in. And she was like, Bet. Okay. Let's do it. And so I moved in and there. She definitely didn't say bet because that's she a new terminology. She said yeah. radical. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Go ahead. And so anyway, so I did that. Then I like, you know, I, I, I lived in some crazy loft on Horatio Street. Um, <laughs> I just like, I just ended up in crazy places. Yeah. And, and Do you think you should make a movie? I don't know if I should make a movie, but I like, I definitely will write a book like at some make, point. I feel like you should make a I think one day you should produce a movie that's softly based on your life, right? Because you need to embellish it for the silver screen, change some shit. That kind of has like a basketball diaries vibe. I love that movie. Me too. That movie fucked me up, dude. <laughs> that one girl in that movie Just <laughs> changed that my movie, life. Dude, that movie, because I, you know, I went that's down. I think like, I became a man. <laughs> I was like, who is that with Leo? Anyway, so but but there is like a light at the end of the tunnel, obviously, in this story, and and the experience and the stories that I have from growing up in New York City. And just, why did that movie fuck you up? Um, that it was a, it was like the coolest movie that had ever come out. I I I really well it fucked me up because I I like ended up struggling with drugs at like towards you know like like what, it, when you of course the like you had it somewhat under control <laughs> like drugs is a very simple game. Yeah. Where were you in that process when that movie came up? 
in the struggling part, on the verge of the struggling part, or trying to get out of the struggling I was, part? I was, I was probably like, like it was that movie probably that movie came out in like 90 what 8 99 yeah, that feels right so like that was when i was like really i really knew that i was like holy shit dude you've turned into this animal like you've turned into yeah. this to this to this guy yeah. that's like you know the guy you promised yourself you would never be that you would stop just you know short i never of. i actually never promised myself i'd okay. never be that guy okay. because i, I my, my surroundings <laughs> you actually, yeah you know what you i mean like strive like to yeah probably guy. like i was probably like, like, yeah, all right, I'm like, that's like, what, yeah. i mean not you know because at the end of the day though i always had a job like i never did not have a job i always had a job in a restaurant that, that makes sense I loved that, it. yeah that's where people get caught because if they're lucky enough to love that it's the thing they use to justify that they're good Pretty much, and and also it was like a have my cake and eat it too situation. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I got, I worked in restaurants, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. restaurants and nightclubs. So I was able to like live the life that like I actually enjoyed, which was fucking going hard, and then also like develop my Rolodex I totally with, with with growing a network of people. Yeah. Anyway, and I love people, man. Like people are like I, I believe Clearly. I believe people are everything period and done like you people that's ask. probably something that when you started consuming or seeing some of my stuff like we connected on that right because a lot of people don't talk about that i talk about it heavy dude it is it is everything and if you and and in my opinion and now i've 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 opened and you know i've opened 18 restaurants in my in my career and like i look at it and i say like if you run a business strictly on a PL, it's game over it's fucking big game. old trouble like if you're not playing offense I, you ready for this I barely run on a PNL. I I'm, I I know that listening to you. I know that because like, I, like I am so not interested. I only care about one thing. Will I make payroll? <laughs> my interest in my PNL stops and starts with can I pay my bills? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I mean look I I I think and and it's probably because I was a technician for. I, like, I was a technician for years before I opened my first business, right? I got my first job in a restaurant, either 12 or 13, I don't fucking remember. But, you know, I didn't open my first restaurant until I was 28. So, and What I, was the restaurant that you opened for whom right before that? What was the last stop prior to your own? So it was eight years I spent in one spot in the East Village. And this guy was, I mean, it, it, it's, wow. it still is one of the best places. Which is? At Frank Restaurant, yeah. second app. So like... And the beauty of that, like I learned so much. 20 to 28? 20 to 28. Wow. And I learned so much in that restaurant. I learned how to like, talk about like getting out there and 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 like, first of all. Getting a PhD just in, in well, real life? In real life because there was really no management. So I was able to like, I was really oh. able to manage my own shit. And also I was well, able to. this is to, the thing like, I love about like, a lot of these guys and gals that work on my team. Like the cliche thing that everybody looks at is like, we need more structure. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, one day you will be on a podcast talking about how awesome it was of being able to actually do shit with less structure. There was, the, I mean, I look, Frank, I fucking love you, bro. And if you're listening to this shit, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, there was no structure and like I had to be the guy to do it. And, and, um, and the other beauty of that that's place. The, that is the structure. I hope Frank's right well, now watching this and he's like, that's the structure, motherfucker. Like it's, that's the structure. It's a different structure. It's a it's, different structure. It's the gray to the black and white. Pretty much. That's it. I love that. It's the gray to the black and white. You fucking hear that shit? <laughs> T-shirt. T-shirt, yeah. So um, you learned a fuck ton So I learned there. a fuck ton there, and I also like really honed my salesmanship there. Like, Hey, John, I, I apologize. Trouty, 
with empathy, you can't believe how much shit in the first year or so that you took for granted because I was doing that part that you're like, what the fuck, right? Meaning like now that you're at the top of a business, all the shit that every time you were an employee, even if you were a chief of staff to me, even as close as you got to the sun, now that you're on the other side of it, you're like, what the fuck? Right? That's what creating you know, a lack of structure gets you to right on the edge and then you learn the next part you needed mm-hmm. in the first 24 months up to your 30th birthday. Yeah, well I also- Tasting the new like, environment of your own shit. I also, you know, I like, I became a man in that restaurant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I became, I became a payment. Not only did I become a man, just like, evo- like yeah. an evolution, yes. but like I got, you know, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say I'm, I'm sober 15 years. I'm sober a long fucking time. You know what I mean? And so like I got, and because of Frank, really Frank fucking set me up. But like, you know. How? Punched you in the face? Punched me in the face. The only way. Punched me in the face. And, and, and by the way. And had the juice to do it. And well, he basically was like, you're fired, bro. Like, I love you. He's like, I fucking love you. And you're the best bartender I've ever had. And like, I've never seen anybody sell fucking Quintarelli like you. <laughs> but like. You're, you're, you're gone. That's a very expensive Amarone for everyone who's uneducated. <laughs> but you're um, gone. Yeah, he was like, you're gone. And I was like, Frank, you can't do that to me because my job was the was last every, piece. Was, I know. It was just, it. It, was just, it, was just it. it. And I was, and I like. Trouty, you're fired. <laughs> Keep going. But like, that was it. And uh, and so he basically, I like, I, I pretty much got on my fucking of hands and knees. And, and I was like, Frank, man, you gotta, like, this is like, this is what keeps me whole. Like, this is what makes me And where do you like, go with it? And he was like, you got to show up to the restaurant every morning at uh, eight o'clock and clean with the porters and call me. And if you call me a minute past eight, you're fucking gone and you got to get sober. (laughs) So he went with the yes, because I've done, you know, I've seen both work, things that he went with the yes, made it painful and created a rule. Yeah. Said yes, made it painful and created a singular rule. And by the way, I just want to say something about that. Like, I don't think that that, I know from my experience now, like you cannot make anybody do shit. Couldn't agree more. You can't. You just can't. Like you can. You're you giving- can beat the shit out of somebody and like literally to a pulp and be like, you have to do this or or I'm gonna continue beating you. And if they're not, if, if internally, soulfully, they're not interested in doing it, it's a wrap. There's it's no a shot. Wrap. It's a wrap. And that's just like, and I'm. Not, I, I don't know much, right? But I do know that. Like I've tried to. Oh, fucking. What's what's it. real? You know what's also awesome is you were tired at that point. I was. Like that's the answer to that question too. Like the only time people make that flip in anything, forget about even addiction, even like career changes, even relationships, it's just when you're, that's it. You're just tired. Yeah, I was done. You know what I mean? I was done and it, and it, and it was just like, I just needed that one last Yeah, blast. yeah, you, and, were, uh, you were at that 23 year old version of yourself. The 20 year old version of yourself wasn't done. The flame no. was hot. Yeah, why like not? you would have been like, "Fuck you, Frank! Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. build a restaurant across the street and kill you, motherfucker!" Like that's just what it is. Pretty much. Yeah. But like the beauty, the beauty of it all was I was able to really stay. I, I like you know through that time moving out, like I just had this this passion, this drive to like do shit and not be a deadbeat and not be a bum. Yep. And um, and uh, I got I got my shit together. And then I, I like, I, you know, I went to culinary school. I did that. And Frank, that was actually, I, act, I, I said, hey, Frank, after I was sober for a year, I was like, dude, I, you know, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and do this. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm not saying I'm going to do it right now, but I'm going to go out and do it. Right. And Five, ten, t- yeah, yeah whatever it was. I was like, one day I'm going to do it. 
and uh, and he was like, and I don't know, you know, <laughs> I don't know what he would say now, um, you know, or how he felt then, but he basically was like, I don't know if you got it in you. I love it. And I was, that was like, the best fucking thing he could say to you. That was the best thing he said to me because I, I just went out and fucking totally. murdered. That yeah. was like, that was like. Do you know that I manifest people doing that to me? That the one thing in my life that all this stuff that's going on with me that is heartbreaking is that now people think I can do things. And I'm like literally probably gonna go to Japan and sit in that corner because like literally, like the sneaker deal was 100% that. I'm like, okay, this is something nobody thinks I'm gonna be able to pull off. They're gonna think I'm stretching here. Mm -hmm. I'm reaching. Like, like somebody telling me I can't is my oxygen. Me too, bro. Me too. And, and, and honestly, you know, like I, I sometimes I wish it wasn't, you know what I mean? Because like, I don't, I, there's never. Well, there's, there's a second part to it. When I fail after Caleb told me that I can't make films, I actually don't judge myself. And that's where you're fucking unstoppable. Mm. If you're completely driven by that, you can't. And then you actually win both ways because when you win, you're like, told you motherfucker. Or when you lose, you're like, yeah, I can't hear your booing. Well, then you're fucking unstoppable. So, so that's a, that's you like understand? a great- You understand? That's an interesting to- nuance to it. I, you know, I, I was sitting down with a good friend of mine um, a couple of weeks ago. And this dude, is a, he's, a, he's an amazing dude. I mean, he's a complete lunatic um, and he knows it. But he said <laughs> some shit to me that I was like, wow, that might have been the most sort of righteous Profound. thing I've ever nice. he- heard you say. And he was like, Mike, the the- the answer to happiness or the key to happiness is accepting the moment done. And I was like, and he was like, that doesn't mean you're gonna be fucking happy all the time. But it means if you can actually accept the moment and not fight the moment, not like like try to control when shit's not going your way and actually accept it, receive it and fucking respond, like that is happiness because you're not gonna be constantly in a battle with yourself and everything around you because you have zero fucking control. You know where my head goes on that? which even gets more, like, which is a funny build. So I hear that and I'm like, yeah, that dude nailed, that's absolutely right. And then I was like, fuck man. And for me, on some serious shit, bro, I'm even the other, like, I can't tell you how much I like when shit's bad. I, but but that but bro, that's bro, it though. Bro, but, I but, actually think I like losing more than winning. I know, and I've like, heard you say that and before. I, and I'm like, you know, I'm working through my own shit here. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. I hate the Yankees and the Rangers now because they won me a championship, and I've got nothing but fucking dead passion for the Knicks and Jets because I haven't. Like all the people, they go out these mother. The reason I make fun of all those Steph Curry fucking Jersey kids is they fucking they need affirmation from a third party. They jump on bandwagons. I'm jumping off bandwagons. I didn't even get to enjoy the Yankee dynasty after eating shit in the '80s and early '90s because after fucking Charlie Hayes caught the ball, I was out. I have not watched a complete Yankee game since 1996. I don't even know what Jeter did. Mm-hmm. I. Don't even know what Jeter did. Because you were just fucking head down. Because I checked out. Yeah. Because I like losing more than winning. How do you beat somebody like that? You don't. I believe that. And I don't say but that can as I like, just, Can I just yeah, say something you can do about that? That's fu- that, like, that in itself right there, what you just said, is in an essence accepting the shit. Like you, like I, it's not I, I like believe, you, I believe that it's not like you're like going into the ring and you're like I'm gonna lose. You're like I'm gonna go into the ring. I'm gonna fucking put it on someone, 
And if I lose, it's all good. Not only is it all good, and this is where it gets real interesting, hat tip to that fucking guy. Like, he beat me. I'm pissed. I remember when I was doing great with investing and like people were starting to really floss on me, Facebook, and I was like, what about Chris Staka? What about Scott Belsky? They did it better mm-hmm. during the same era. We all started in the general same place. So like, like I just like the merit of the game. The journey. I hate watching people in the restaurant business shit on the guy or gal that's beating them currently. I'm like, what the fuck are you spending all your time shitting on somebody who's out executing Like you? who does that? Everybody. In the restaurant world? In the every world. In every world where people compete, whoever's currently winning is getting whispered behind because people do that. You know what's weird? I, you know, and maybe it's, maybe, maybe I'm just fucking oblivious to this shit. I believe in the restaurant world and I think it's- and, You're and, oblivious. <laughs> I'm not even gonna let you finish no, 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 the no. sentence. Listen, listen, Go listen. Ahead. Maybe at my level, you know, like like the the super high level guys, like the guys that are doing like 60 million in revenue out of a restaurant, maybe they're like, I'm gonna put a dagger through my fucking co-tenant's heart. They're not saying that. They're just like, whoever's in a white heat moment, Shake Shack. There's haters. They're, and it's, oh, there's and it's, haters. And it's not even, by the way, that's not actually where I'm going. Yes, I'm actually talking about just competitive banter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's not even bad. What, you don't think KD has said something about Harden? You don't think Westbrook has some words about Paul George's game? Like, it's the game. Yeah. And I'm just always curious about that. You know, like, I mean, look, dude, I, I am, in, I'm just, I'm just, this, I'm an overly fucking optimistic guy. I'm the guy, truly, because I just know that the business of business is relationships for me. Like, I know my whole shit is built on relationships. Everything. It's built on me being- Actually, you know what? We've gotten, we've like so enjoyed this and like just, we're, sh- we're actually hanging out more than what I normally do. <laughs> For five, two minutes, please tell okay, everybody okay. what your business, like okay, what your okay, business okay. currently it, is. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so I, I, I finished culinary school. I started to write, I started to think about what I was gonna do. Uh, and I wrote, a, I wrote a business plan with my, with my best friend from childhood. Remember business plans? <laughs> None of these fuckers think about that shit anymore. Mm, this shit is real. Um, I, I fucking now they're called decks. Yeah, let's just be enough. real. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, but that's, so that's anyway, so exactly. I, I I I started writing a business plan. My my boy from childhood, um, who actually got me my first restaurant job, Dan Dan Holzman, amazing dude. Uh, we partnered up. We came up with this idea for the meatball shop, and fourteen regulars from Frank wrote me a check. That makes sense. So like so, I'm mad that I wasn't going there because that would have been a good investment. Because some of that shit is uh, like. Hearing that, that was the easiest check those 14 people wrote. And they all fucking did very well. Yes, they did. And when I think about where I've done well, it is that story. Not when it made sense, when you had context for the EQ and the drive of the human. Yeah. I will, the amount of good investments I'm about to make over the next 20 years is going to be staggering because shit is getting clear. And do you make your investments strictly based on the fucking person? I'm about to. Yeah. That's why the sentence that just came out of my mouth came out. Yeah. Because what I did, it was called Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. And when I thought it was hot shit, I started thinking I was a VC. They weren't as good. So now I'm going back to who the fuck I am. I love that. Because that's that, I mean. And, you- and even more interesting, it's why I've eaten shit and built an agency for 10 years. I'm not even gonna do that. I'm gonna homegrown all my shit. 
Culture is fucking everything, and 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 and, and you know. And that's why, quite frankly, so 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 fourteen regulars so, write the so check. Where did you check, guys open the open, first place? Open up a restaurant on on Stanton Street in the Lower East Side. When? Uh, February tenth, two thousand ten. February 9th, two thousand ten. So we're nine and a half years old. So Quickly. Right, so right after the world melted. Right after the like the pit. Yeah. Like the fucking pit. It Which was, means you were already in motion. Well, the beauty no? of the, the beauty of the brand, yes. 100%. I know where you're going to go with the brand. Before we get to that, because that's I, what you're what you're about to start to say. I was in motion as the world was crashing. How did you, when Lehman's fell, like the next day, were you like what, dude? Didn't I, even run. Didn't dude, even know. Didn't even fucking. No, didn't I, even I get scratch it. my. I didn't even have a fucking computer. Like I had like a desktop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I didn't email. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like I was all EQ. Like that was my that was it. Period. It. Like I'm I, I was that guy. I get it. And um, you'd like shit on phones. I just like you'd be like if I can't shake the man's hand, fuck it. <laughs> but like I was just that I just yeah. like you know I was yeah. like not that guy. Yeah. And then, and then, um, and then that shit went down. And like you know I think <laughs> I just, I wrote the plan. And 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 when we when I remember when Daniel and I were talking about it and and we were like man we got to make this shit recession proof. Like we got to make it so so valuable. Like it's got to have such value that like people are gonna come no matter what. People gotta eat, right? So if you like, Heard. if you can sell something, Heard. if you could sell something and offer an environment and atmosphere that people can get down with, like play Biggie Smalls and fucking serve bowls of meatballs for five dollars with a smile, like who's not gonna want to get down with that? Uh, these dudes are like, wait a minute, I'm going. <laughs> no, they're yeah. like, they're, they've all been. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And so, and so, how many locations? There's eight now. So there's eight, six in the city, one in D.C., one in Connecticut. We just opened up in Connecticut. Anyway, and how, sorry. Are you, and how are you thinking about the expansion of that brand? I think the expansion of that brand is going to grow concentrically, probably suburban markets. It's it's become, you know, I yeah. launched that brand in the in the sort of, you know, the people that I launched that brand with are now you know, wifed up with kids. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. they're, they're like, they're, like that's the truth, right? Yes. And they all live in like Westport, Connecticut, or something like that. And that's why I opened up in Westport, Connecticut. So like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna grow that brand. You're gonna way. follow them follow all the way to retirement homes in Florida. <laughs> but like, that's like when you think <laughs> yeah, about listen, it. You know what I mean? Like, I believe in that shit. And then, and then, so, so I built that, I built out that restaurant concept. And then four, four and a half, five years in, I learned this was an invaluable lesson for me. Um, I am really good at creating brand, uh, building culture, developing teams, um, and and just sort of harnessing that. Um, when it comes to day to day ops and like not all the logistics, not my thing. It's just it's not that it's not my thing. I'm just not good at it. I'm not Got good it. at it. So it, it, I was just about to ask you, and you beat me to the punchline because in that world, it's super interesting. Some people are capable at it and hate it. Some people like it, just aren't capable at it. Some, so you just felt like I'm not good at it. I I, I did it. It's not a good I had use. To. Yeah, I had not, to. Not a good use of your for time. For me, you want me like you want me as the front man. Yeah, like that's what you want me to be. Um, you need to and, be the sizzle, and 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 the, and the teams, like the people. Yep, need to be the love, steak. They, well, the 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 people love love. They need like what I've learned is that in order to in order to move like make waves right like i opened up a restaurant in new york city where there's 24,000 restaurants a thousand restaurants open and close every fucking day it's like in order to make a wave you have to have a group of people that are waving the flag period like you period. just need to do that and they need to wave the flag and the only way to do that is through culture and the only way to do that is through optimism and listening and empathy and like being like all the shit that you fucking preach like that is absolutely necessary in my opinion in today's world and you can say you know 
there's there's not multiples uh you know people aren't selling business you know restaurant business necessarily right now for seven billion dollars but like that is if you can do some great shit um the, that is the way to do it in my Have opinion you observe me looking for power and made that happen that is one of the more impressive things that have happened on my team in a long time. <laughs> You're welcome, Sanan. Um, so anyway, so I learned, I learned my role. I needed, I, I needed to know my role and my role was in that. And as the business grew, it became much more of an operational business and a logistical business. Totally and that was, that was my turn, my time to pass the baton and be like, guys, I'm fucking in this. Yep. I'm the biggest cheerleader, yep. but I'm gonna zoom out and yep. step back and create some new shit because yep. that's what keeps me going. Yep. Um, and so I did. So I, I made that call. Daniel took on the CEO role. I zoomed out. Um, and uh, still a partner, still yep. fucking hoorah guy. Uh, but I launched a new business called Seymour's. There's now six of those in the city about four years ago. Um, and, you know, that's that's how I think I'm going to go. I'm What's gonna go the biggest it. thing you've learned that you were wrong about in launching Seymour's? Because this is the, that transition, what you just went through, I love and like, I know how on fire you were at that moment because much like you were ready at 23, you were ready when you launched Seymour's, like you, you'd known you weren't the operations guy for a while, so you, you, know, you hold that in. Mm -hmm. now, you're, now you're zooming out and boy, did you love that zoom out phase because you're doing the appropriate thing, everything's going right, now you got this new baby that you're about to go that you're fucking pumped, the confidence level is uncomfortable because you have success, you're more primed, you have more experience, mm -hmm. And then inevitably, like any business, there's certain things that didn't go the way you thought they were gonna go on that. Like what's, here we are, how many years later? Uh, four. four. So perfect, a great time to ask this question. What were you wrong about? Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a tough one, right? Because- Because you're currently I, Well, I'm it. fucking wrong about a lot of shit, but I, don't, I, I, I like go for it, right? I, like listen, I just fucking, I, I, I like, I, and I like to do a lot of different things. You're also things. in it. You know, I'm, I'm in it. So like, it's a lot so, easier. It'll be a lot easier to answer this question in seven years, right now. Well, no, I know what I did wrong. What? I know what I did what? wrong, and I didn't do it wrong in the beginning. Keep going. I open. I launched Seymour's partner free. I raised money, but I had no partners. I had a, I had a team of amazing fucking people that believed Got in it. the fucking mission, right? Like they believed in me. They believed in the mission, and we and went. What was the and, and what was the mission? The mission was to do great fucking things and serve sustainable seafood, but literally it was more about an experience, offer an of accessible course. seafood restaurant, right? A seafood restaurant that you could fucking walk in in a pair of fucking sneakers and, and, and jeans and spend 25 bucks. It didn't exist in New York for really great fresh, fresh fish. And then also just do some great shit out there and, and you know, save the fucking world while you're at it. Go ahead. But um, the, I did that without partners and, and it was, um, I mean, I opened the doors, it was fucking bananas. It, it, it was like, I could not believe. Like, I, I surpassed my projections by like one, two, you know? Like, and that's big for a small restaurant, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I, and, you know, and it's, and, and dude, fucking partnership is just a hard thing. You know what no I'm saying? No shit. Partnership, and it's such a tough subject to talk about because I appreciate, love, and care about my fucking, all the partners that I haven't had. But like, I have learned an invaluable lesson going into my next venture, which is, yo. Dictatorships are awesome. <laughs> like, yo. It, it, yo, it, if you're creative, dictatorships are awesome. Yeah, I There are wanna... no two cooks in the kitchen. It's really hard. No, no, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it may sustain for a few seconds. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, and so and the so, only reason I've had successful partnerships with my dad, and not yet family, it gets fucking crazy as fuck, is because I don't value money. Otherwise, they would have been fucked up real good. Yeah, and that's the truth too. Like, the, the, and that, and that I think what gets me into trouble with the money guys is because I just the money, like I'm not in it for the money. Right. So like, if I was in it for like, the yo, money, why don't you maximize in returns? You're like, I'm like, yo, yo because this person's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, and we and gotta like, wait. And like, and for, by the way, we gotta wait. It takes That's time. That's the answer. This person's dope and we gotta wait for that to materialize so we're, catching, we're covering more overhead than we need to to make the most efficient short-term EBITDA, motherfucker. Yeah, and I also think that like if you are not focused on the fucking people you put in place to go out there, like the ops guys will fucking beat the marketing guy down, like beat him down and be like, why are you fucking spending money? Like, you can't fucking spend money on that. And, and, and the creative guys, you can't spend money. We can't spend money on that. We can't fucking spend money on a crew to come in and create content and put out some dope shit. Like we need to fucking save on our cogs. And I'm like, yo, my man, like you've got nothing to operate without marketing and innovation. That's why I'm the operator and the marketing guy because this way I don't have to hear anything about anything about anything. <laughs> I'm being dead fucking serious, man. Of course, you're so right. That's why most people lose. And to your point, once you get that right up front, then if you really stabilize that, then you can milk brand in perpetuity and let people operate the edges. Mm -hmm. I care too much, man. I care too much. You know, I think that that is. That's the best thing that's happening to you. The key is now to always like understand. It's just self awareness now which is the evolution you're going through, I'm going through, like, dude, I'm freaking out currently right now that I'm like not sure I like money at all. <laughs> like, it's been one thing that I've sustained it to like do, but I'm like, I'm really, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna buy the You know what's like, so funny I don't also, know if I'm gonna be in whoa. a place, yeah, where I'm like, I just don't like money. I'm almost starting to go, like, I'm really, I'm about to do some weird shit, I can feel it. Wow. Or I'm about to make a fuckload of money. Like, <laughs> one of the two things is definitely about or to Or about happen. to buy the Jets yeah. next year. <laughs> Tomorrow, Jets, yeah. you know. So, it just, it really is interesting though. Like, I'm going backwards. Like, mm. baseball cards. Yo. You know, I, like, why? I'm like, like, I, you know what's, you know what's, the, so, I have never met in my life another man who loves fucking garage sailing. <laughs> like, I had to put my garage selling game on the back burner because like you just didn't even want people to know. No, 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 no. Oh, I want no. I'm down with like yeah. I'm down for people to know. My wife despises garage selling. I'm despises aware of that concept. And like I, we 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 bought a crib upstate, dude. Like I'm like, there's a garage sale every, every fucking three everywhere. Four. And so like we'd be riding. Bro, you, you you couldn't get one bullshit room out of that deal. <laughs> Dude, listen, I, <laughs> I listen, I understand. Like it's you know, and so like when you're running that hustle and like having fun with it, like I am a hunter. What is the single best garage sale find? You like when I say that, what did you find that like was insane? So let me let me I'm gonna share something with you which is crazy town. So this is like not a garage sale thing. But it's but this similar. Is, this is this is some shit. So yeah. like <laughs> I built all the meatball shops, I designed all the meatball shops, I did all that shit, and I did it all through garage selling and antique shop selling. Like I, I would go to like Brimfield, right, which is happening right now. I would go there and I would spend 18 hours to the head, five days straight, headphones on, just like opening up fucking all the boxes that people don't open up and finding shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I was, I'm just like a maniac when it comes down to that that garage selling shit, and it probably comes from my father because he was too. But um, 
there's a house around the corner from me. Oh, that's a red, by the way, Dude. as a starting point to where you're going with this, I'm already <laughs> fired the fuck up. Just like, I love my fucking so, parents, but th- when you're talking garage sale talk, if you start a sentence listen, with, there's a house, house oh man. So listen, ahead. so listen, so there's a house around the corner from me, abandoned, oh. b- b- massive. Listen, oh, like man. I'm talking about like, and it's so a one house Real road. quick, just for everybody who's listening, an abandoned house story in garage sale talk is like literally investing in Uber. Oh yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> literally. Go ahead. So I, and so, Fuck. and it's like right around the corner from my, my house upstate, one house road, no other houses. It's called, I'm not even gonna say Go the ahead. name. And I, I run by it and I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, this thing is so brolic and big and just like, I'm like, you're like, I got, shit in it there. took me a year to convince myself to just get the, to just say, fuck it. I'm going to break in the I'm house. Going, yeah, I'm yeah, going. Had to. So my boy, <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. We roll up. I'm so fired up yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we roll. By the way, this is one of the scenes in the, in the film. So go ahead. Go, go ahead. We roll up. Pickup truck, not like on some like we're gonna roll out with mad shit. Yeah, we just yeah. wanted to like just in case. Yeah, like we just want to. <laughs> it was a just in case pickup truck. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I get it. So we roll up and we 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 break in. And this thing is this, it's not this, like Home Alone, dude. It's more like just in case. <laughs> Go ahead. Big house, like like big house, and we walk in and 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 the two of us were just like, oh, it was filled. I'm telling you. Like filled from the front. Right, you didn't know if there was going to be a completely empty house with nothing. I didn't know if I was walking into the tales from the fucking crypt <laughs> or if I was walking into like, holy shit, you just hit the lottery. Like I just knew, I, I knew that we were like- You had to go in. Th- That's all you knew. I just had to walk into this yes. place. I didn't know if I was going to die or walk away with some fucking, you know, ill baseball card so go collection. Ahead. So I walk in and it's And it's just super abandoned? 100% abandoned. Like straight up. Straight up abandoned. Right, you like didn't break nobody it. fucking yeah. is there. Okay. Period. For a long, long time. I, I don't know for how long, but like since I <laughs> they was moved there, out you know? last week. <laughs> Punchline is story is a family moved out the day before. <laughs> anyway, we get we, we go in there and um and it's filled. There's 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 just mad rooms everywhere. There's rooms and it's filled from the floor to the ceiling, just antiques like just piled on top of each other, just everywhere. I'm like, this is impossible. I'm like, this is like totally unrealistic. And my boy is an antiques dealer. And he like, I think he shit his pants the minute we walked. Like literally I was like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> like it was insane. And, uh, and there was rooms filled with books, floor to ceiling, just books, stacks of books, stacks of books, stacks of books. I did one bad thing. <laughs> Good. You had to. I did one bad thing. I grabbed a book. That was the only thing I took. Word to mother. That was like, wow. word, like that was the only thing I took. That's I took, not too bad. No, I took one book. Ernest Hemingway, Man in the Sea. Saw it. I was like, ah, I fucking take that yeah. book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not a big reader. You gotta but, like, give a head a nod book. to New York <laughs> 15-year-old once in a while. First edition. Holy shit. On, I looked on eBay as soon as I got back to the <laughs> I was like, I you're a much like, better man than me. I would have sat there yo, with my phone looking yeah, up but everything. Let, but let me, let, yeah. let me tell I would you. Been, I would still be there right so now. There, so, there, so the craziest thing is there was one room that we that just couldn't get into. And we were like, oh, this must be, this must be the fucking <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and You and, broke and, in. And trust me, we tried. No, no, we, we couldn't didn't. get in. We got out, we walked into the back of the property and we looked up and there were stacked Louis Vuitton trunks in that room like vintage louis vuitton trunks in that room 
Anyway, I didn't, you know what I mean? It was nuts. Like we looked in the window, we saw the LV on like the brown leather in, in like those trunks. And we were like, holy shit, they've been, they got the whole, they got the stash. They got the whole thing. Like that's where it all went. Anyway, so that's probably the craziest, but like I found so much shit, dude. I, I you know, I've, I've found, I've found so much shit. And so like, I didn't even know that that was your thing. And then the minute you said, like garage, I was like, oh my god, I'm, I, I gotta fucking meet, I gotta meet. This <laughs> I was like, this is there's like, there's no one else outside of my 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 weird antique dealer. You know what friend. the best part for me is 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 taking something I'm genuinely passionate about, knowing there's taboo-ness around it or just not a huge culture around it, and then pushing it so hard mm. that it becomes like like you're doing what? it. You're doing it with the baseball cards, bro. I'm walking around garage sales. The coolest motherfuckers at 20, like 23 year old you is out there now. Getting like it. getting it. And like giving me head nods. And how many at, Ken Griffey upper deck first, you know, first 89 card. upper deck Ken Griffey rookie cards that I have? Do you have now? None. So I'm funny with my collection. I kind of don't have one. Like I'm in it for the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Got it. The the the, the, the hunt, game. The hunt. The hunt. I'm surprised you don't love fishing, dude. Like I'm a. You, hunt- know you know what's funny? That's funny you said that. I don't love it, but I kind of weirdly like it. Like 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 I kind of weirdly like it. Like every time I do it, once to three times a year, I'm fairly in it. Because the 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 game of of garage selling is going out there and like seeing what I you can genuinely find. genuinely also like selling things. So like if I could grab a fish out of the sea and then sell it to Trouty for five bucks, I'd probably like it so much more. Like, like the hunt, So you're not only in it for the hunt, you're in it for the actual sale as well. But not for the money from the sale. Just just seeing what you can get. Do you understand? Ah, the yeah. curiosity, which we is why- We didn't take one question, Which is FYI. why, right, <laughs> sorry everyone. Be, because bro, you know why? Especially if something has no value, the challenge of creating value, like I might start actually st- selling things in nature. Like I've been thinking about this lately. <laughs> this is really weird. Like going mushroom foraging and selling them? No, because that has value. I'm thinking about starting a store that is just random things I find in the wild, like, like a ro- leaf. Like a leaf. <laughs> That been, might be the, the the craziest thing you've ever said. Like you say crazy shit, but that could might very well be the the most off the chart. You know what is unbelievable about that, Michael? Is that I'm confident that it would do extremely well. That if I created a brand, that the store was selling one off things in nature, like framed leaf. Nope, just leaf. Leaf, <laughs> like rock, might, like might. rock <laughs> with weird imprint, like like. Straight up like pseudo fossil shit or just like can from 43rd Street. (laughs) I just have this weird feeling that somebody can build a crazy brand and Shopify like, think about this. Back, you see where I'm, see I knew I I was. I gotta say something, dude. I gotta tell you the most fucking insane story of all time. This guy, this was like, as real as it got, I remember back in the day when Astor Place, the train station. Yes. So back in the day when Astor Place was actually Astor yes. Place, right? There was a guy that would set up shop. By the way, my number one favorite thing about New York, by far, is that a 38-year-old can sit here in 2019 and be like, when Astor Place was fucking Astor Place. Meanwhile, if we did some library shit right now, in 1986, in the New York Post, some guy's like, when Astor Place was <laughs> yeah, Astor yeah, Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in 1971, what? That is my favorite thing about New York. 
so good. It, I, I like. I wonder if it still actually happens, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, when we're I getting was, so soft, bro, that in 2057, somebody's gonna be like, in 2019 in New York, like, <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Like, people weren't hugging you, dude. There was a guy. <laughs> listen, there was a guy who used to set up shop on the street, and he goes, I, and he had a sign that said, "I'm about to sell you some shit." Word. <laughs> He was. He had jars of shit, <laughs> and people bought. I don't fucking know, but it, but this guy was like. I mean, it was like I remember. It, like, I'm. I'm gonna. Creep. I was like this guy, bro. I'm gonna. I might actually do this. Like I'm <laughs> thinking about this. I might start a brand called like Earth, spelled like in a weird way, Earth. and it's a Shopify, and I'm just gonna pick up random shit on Earth and price it, write some badass copy about it, make a little micro video. And do a million a year selling shit. Of course I will. You now, will. but I'm gonna do it pseudo incognito and nobody, well now the concept's out, fuck. Blew it. I am so obsessed to doing something in my life that nobody knows that has anything to do with me to eliminate all excuses that I used my platform to do it and just blow everybody's fucking mind and just be like, that was me, like six years later. I like that idea. Isn't that clever? Yeah, it is. Why is the New York night scene so fucked, besides the answer everyone gives, which is money took over and any dork can buy a fucking table because rents got you know, high. I worked, I worked at like, I mean, I went to the Tunnel in the Limelight when I was young, young, yeah, young, yeah. Yep. and I worked at Life. That was yeah. the nightclub that yeah, I worked I at when I was yeah. young. I, you know, people have told, I don't, I don't go to clubs anymore. I haven't gone out in so long. Um, Year, years and years. So like, I, I'm like the wrong guy because I, I don't know how bad it is, but I can only imagine it's pretty not, bad. It's not that it's bad. It's that nobody here can speak to the desperation of going somewhere this Saturday night. That has been eliminated from the youth lexicon in New York. You know, I think maybe how, I mean, I think in New York at that time, the celebrity scene was a little bit grittier. And the celebrity, the celebrity scene drove it. Like, like when I was first, like the first thing that I ever wanted to do in the nightlife was go to Sky, Sky Bar. Do you remember that place? Of so like, that was like the first thing I wanted. I wanted to go see fucking, I wanted to see like who? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And, and like, who he was yeah, with. And, who, and like, and like <laughs> yeah. what they were smoking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and Kate Moss. Like yeah. I was like, and they were just like, get like out there. You know what I mean? And like, who knows? Like, I don't think that there's like, I don't know what that celebrity yeah. click is like right now. Plus everyone's a celebrity. Yeah, I guess so. And at, oh, you know what it is maybe? Ah. I mean, this, this is a theory. It could, it could be wrong. A but hypothesis. Like, Folks. It's just not exclusive anymore. There's zero exclusivity. Everything is tracked and traced and and documented and, and edited like, and, and, and yeah and, it's and just, also leads to different behavior when you know you're like being there filmed. is no like like you know what I mean like there is no there is no uncertainty when you walk into the VIP room. How different is metal right now? Versus like 1987. I mean, same shit. Like, I think I think it's definitely a little bit softer. Yeah. Everything has to be softer, right? Like that's just the punchline. Like that's the good. That's good in some ways, and and not. I mean, I, you know, it's the same thing. Like I, you're, you're, you're. I, you know, the, the hip hop game is definitely different, dude. Like it's just definitely different. Like I grew up listening to Nas and Wu Tang and Mob Deep and you know Black Moon and like that Black shit. Black Moon. How good is Black Moon? Probably one of the best albums of all time. Digging it. Like I think so. 
Um, but like I, I mean, I, my hip hop interest, I, I like when I work out, I listen to all the new shit. But like when I'm at home listening to hip hop, my interest stopped after like 96. That's what happens. It's the same reason that there's some 70 year olds only listening to fucking the Rolling Stones. Like mm-hmm. that's the game. I don't know, man. I think that there's, I, th- I, th- I promise you that's the game. You think? You yeah, don't think that you it's don't? O- it's old but, man but, talk. Yeah, but listen, dude, like, the whole entire, the, 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 the sound changed drastically. Every, everything changes. Yeah. Do you know what a restaurateur from 1947 thinks about a meatball place? I wonder. <laughs> Let's leave it you at know, that. You know, yeah. Let's leave it at that, bro. Thank you so much. This was one Thank of my favorite you, episodes, bro. Good times. Usually I say you keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. You keep watching, we'll keep hanging out. See ya. (laughs) That was amazing. Oh my God.